0: Hello everyone and thank you so much for your continuous support of Unity Online Radio as well as specifically this show, From Good to Amazing. We appreciate you using social media, Twitter and Facebook and sharing this wonderful message with a lot of people in the world today that certainly can be reminded that their life can move from good definitely to amazing. And our guest today is a true living testament to this idea, Denise de Simone. She has a book from stage four to center stage. And she has proven to the world that you can always move beyond your diagnosis to a new reality of your life. Denise, welcome to our show today. I am so glad that you are here. Thank you for spending your time with us today. Well thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure. Well, I have been looking at your book and it is absolutely fascinating. I have been looking on the internet as well as your website, denisedesimone.com. And it is, you're a true testament to what we talk about all the time um, with the Unity Message that you can heal your life. Your life um, can be healed. I love what you say. There's a huge difference between surviving and thriving. Mm -hmm. How did you uh, get from A to B and tell our audience a little bit about your story?
3: Well, in 2005, I was uh, training for a bicycle ride to raise money for cancer for children through the Jimmy Fund, the foundation in uh, Boston, tied to the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. And I had trained for probably about 1,000 miles, and I was feeling fatigued Going to my doctor, the nurse practitioner telling me there was really nothing wrong. I had a lump on the side of my neck. The short story is that um, I did the ride, even though I was very fatigued. I rode 87 miles in one day. And within 24 hours of finishing that ride, I went to the doctor and I said, there is something definitely wrong here. And he looked at me and turned ashen white, and he said, "Um, I think you have lymphoma. That lump on your neck needs to be biopsied. I went to a surgeon. The surgeon said, I see this all the time. It's 99% of the time. It's nothing. He woke me up in the operating room and said, "Uh, I was wrong. You're very sick. You have a fast-moving cancer. And I said, do I have lymphoma? He said, no, I wish you had lymphoma. What you have is uh, squamous cell carcinoma. And it's very, very progressed, and uh, you need to get somewhere fast. And, you know, Temple, thank God I live near some of the finest hospitals in the world, and I went into Boston. And uh, within a few days, I was told that I had stage 4 throat and neck cancer. And the treatment, if I made it through, it was, it was the worst treatment for any cancer. And um, I got into treatment immediately, and they said, you know, you have a very short window here. You potentially could not be here for Christmas, and this was in now the first few days of uh, September. So we got to it, and, um, you know, I had to sit down and really decide, was I going to go through that, or was I going to let myself slip off? I had just celebrated my 50th birthday right after my diagnosis. And, um, you know, I looked around my house and thought, none of this stuff means anything to me. What means everything to me are the people and the love I have in my life. I'm a Unity person for the past 15 years. I'm one of the founding members at Unity on the River with uh, Reverend Shipley Allenson. And I had to really sit down and, and decide to surrender, A, in a way from a powerful place to what was going to be the best for me. If it was that I was supposed to go on to the other side, well, that would have been what it was. But I said to God, you know, if I go through this and I live, I'm going to make a deal with you. The other side of this treatment, it better be good. <laughs> and I want you to use my life in a way. I don't want to sit behind a desk nine to five. I want you to lo- use my life that I can be an inspiration for people. And I don't want to just survive. I want you to open up the path and light the way for me to thrive and shine on. And, you know, God was listening and, and we got to work. And it was a rigorous It was a, a rigorous uh, couple of years because I was... Uh, Immediately uh, taken into surgery, and they inserted a tube which I was fed through for uh, nine months. The perfect gestation period, by the way. Wow. And uh, I had radiation treatments. I was supposed to have 42. I had 40. Another sign uh, that all is in divine, uh, divine guidance. And I didn't do chemo. I had one round of chemo, and I went into meditation, and I realized that chemo was not for me and that's not that this these choices were my choices it's not to say chemo's not the thing to do but for me I knew I didn't think I would survive if I did it and I think I was right so I went the radiation route and I did a plethora as soon as I could of alternatives because I'm trained in a lot of healing modalities reiki reflexology polarity therapy I'm a sound healer I used my, my education with sound healing as a as a healing tool as well. So I um, I did a uh, multi pronged approach to thriving, and uh, I believe it's you know the work of God, and it's also I was supposed to be here to do what I'm doing because I'm so on purpose with my life, and I'm very excited to be here.
0: Oh yeah, it just it's fascinating, you know what what you have done and. Uh, there's a couple of things kind of weaving into your conversation. One is is that I love that it appears from the get-go you, you did not um, assume the category of victim. And so it was you took a moment or you took a period of time in your life to actually make a decision of what you're going to do and choosing to be here. That's pretty significant. But I love the idea of the surrendering uh, not to battle uh, but to embrace there's such a big difference and there are many people that are listening today and will be listening later to this show that though they may not be facing cancer they may have tmj or chronic uh, chronic back trouble or they may have some type other type of circumstance or condition my business was uh, alcoholism, Um, and rather than fight it or, you know, go, why me or whatever, it's why not me, and I I celebrate that about you, that, you know, you declared why not me. Uh, How did you just, is it because of your background and your training, were there any specific steps that you took to get to a place that you knew that this wasn't something that was working against you?
3: Well, you know, I thought about what Abraham Hicks talks about, you know, when you when you battle something or you try to push something away, what you get is more of what you're trying to push away because what we're focusing on, you know, we, we dream and we think in images and what you're trying to get out of your life is something that you're calling more toward you and it's expanding ever so rapidly. So I thought, well, you know, what about if I choose to embrace this cancer, how about if I talk to it? You know, in my book, I talk about having a conversation with a friend of mine, and she said, you know, Dee, why don't you just why don't you just talk to it? And I said, you know, I think that's a good idea. And I sat down, and I would go into meditation, and I realized that the steps I needed to take was to go inward, not look at something that was outside of me, but go deeper inside. You know, and I did have a lot of spiritual principles and steeped inside of me, and I was steeped in the spiritual principles of unity and even my Catholic upbringing. And and um, I decided to sit down and ask questions and just let my pen take over and trust that my cancer, my higher self, whatever it was, would respond to me with what I needed to learn. Because I knew something, you know, when something is diseased, There's a distortion, there's a disharmony, there's a disruption, and there was more of me that was healthy than there was disturbed. And so the healthy part of me sat down and I asked questions and I I named my cancer pin for pain in the neck, which it sounds funny, (laughs) but I didn't mean it derogatorily, I meant it as a literal expression, it's a pain in my neck, I mean... I had stage 4 throat and neck cancer. And so I would sit down, and and some of the major points that Penn shared with me was, one thing Penn said was, stop beating yourself up for nothing. And when I responded, I'm not beating myself up for nothing, Penn said, it doesn't feel that way in here. That was huge. Mm Mm-hmm. And the other thing, Pin said a lot. In fact, chapter six in my book is entitled Pin, and it's the entire vulnerable, authentic, verbatim conversations that I had. And the other thing Pin said was you know, the more you love yourself, the less reason for me to be around. And the more light you can hold, the less room there will be for me. So I started to think about. Okay, I think I love myself, but obviously there's a whole other level. And the first step to loving ourselves for me was that I had to look at forgiveness. You know, when I go out and speak now, I encourage people to forgive yourself for everything and anything. And while you're at it, forgive those people in your life that you're holding anything against. Because forgiveness is the ticket to our personal emotional lottery. That's how I feel.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And so I got to work, and those were the steps I took. And, you know, the other part of this temple is that I couldn't eat for a long time. I still can't eat normally. I don't have saliva. But the the, the I couldn't drink water for months. I had to go. I had to go. Imagine, I was so reborn. I was just a rebirth. I had yeah. to go to general, and I had to learn how to drink water. And if I could drink an ounce of water within 24 hours that was a huge accomplishment and you know i say that my my navel is my birth and the scar from my feeding tube is my rebirth <laughs> and that's how i feel so the 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 absence of some essential pieces of life which is i mean i'm all italian what do you mean i'm not going to eat i had right. such a hard time you know <laughs> tell me i can't talk i'm okay uh, i'm not great with that but tell me i can't eat that's ridiculous so I didn't eat. I really didn't. I just didn't. I I couldn't eat. So the absence of all of those things that are essential to life, but yet I was being fed through a tube, in some ways were a distraction. So the absence of that, not eating and all of that, brought in a huge rush of the presence. And when I say the presence of cancer was the best present in my life, people think I'm a little strange, and that's okay. Because it's true, it really, really was. I got to sit in the oneness in a way that most people don't ever get to experience.
0: Mm-hmm. Because we're so distracted. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're chewing or we're you know um, busy making busy you know doing doing something. So I, I can totally. Uh, resonate with you know what you're saying Um, I don't know if you're aware of it but my partner had uh, double mastectomies a number of years ago back in 2004 and it was very interesting uh, for her and I love that you are calling and called your circumstances pin um, Mm -hmm. p-i-n representing pain in neck uh, because that was exactly what she found that she had to teach people how to hold her, because in race consciousness, when you say the word cancer, it's kind of uh, sadly like saying the word shark. We've been so filtered with information of inappropriate and inadequate information that we tend to go to this place like, oh my gosh, you know, where do we go from here, Um And it's unfortunate, but yet good for you that you learn to resonate with a different vibration of that, uh, to really see and know and affirm your healing. Um, it does. It, it seems to, you know, make all the difference in, in how people are and how they can fully recover from the C word is they recognize the the sacred friend that is carrying them to make some uh life changes and and evolve to a different vibration. I love that you call it a rebirth because wow, uh it you you're the uh you're the real Easter story here. I can understand now why uh Dr. Bernie Siegel said this woman is living the sermon <laughs> because you are. No doubt you are. Thank you. Yeah, um,
3: in fact, I, um, I teach a four-week teleclass, and the next round starts May 7th. And Dr. Bernie Siegel is going to be my guest. I have a guest on one of the weeks, and Dr. Bernie Siegel will be the guest uh, the third week in May on my teleclass. So I'm excited about that. And um, I, you know, I am living the sermon, and it's my—I feel like it's—it's it's my 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 work to do is to help usher in a paradigm shift around the way our culture looks at the battle of cancer and start to look at it more as a teacher and, and not something, you know, where there's a battle, there, that means there's a war and there's enough war and I don't know that we're making a lot of strides and it's it's time. And and, and I think more than anything, self, I almost named my book Self-Love, the All-Time Greatest Healer because now that I'm in, a very deep place of self-love, not in a conceited way, not in a an egotistical way, which I believe, you know, we're led to believe when we're young, <clears throat> excuse me, that, you know, that means uh, self-love is, is, is a conceited approach to life. I don't mean that. I mean from a true place that I want to love myself the way God loves me and be in that oneness of love. And from that place, we're in the vibration, like you said, everything is a vibration, you know, are we aligning our vibration with that super consciousness, call it God, infinite intelligence, that is coursing through everything? You know, you talked yesterday about really taking care of our planet. And we have to, in order to take care of the planet, we have to start with ourselves because if we don't care about us, we can't love our planet, we can't love each other.
0: Mm-hmm. It's so we, won't, true. we won't
3: really heal. And it, healing, I want to be clear about one thing. Healing doesn't mean everybody's going to live i could have I could have died, but I wasn't going out on on a skid of victimhood I mm-hmm. wasn't going out in a way that was gonna to totally destroy my vibration to keep me from the the moments the minutes the days, maybe the months that i had no that was that is that's what I want to help people understand absolutely you
0: know, the- and and I love that you're saying that also because uh you know inevitably we're all going to die um, and dying is, is not a failure for sure. Well, I'm really loving our conversation and you're listening today to Denise Simone, who is the author of the book From Stage 4 to Center Stage. Her website is com, and uh, we'll be right back after break.
2: You are listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. To support this ministry, go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Your contribution helps us broadcast messages of love and inspiration throughout the world.
5: Good parenting doesn't happen by default. It's intentional. It's a decision about who you'll be and what you'll do in your family life. Join your hosts, Reverends Jennifer and Ogan Holder, each week for Unity Family Matters as they guide you on a spiritual journey, creating conscious family life. Experience the light side of parenting, realizing your divine identity while raising your children to know they are the light of God. Gain insights based on Unity principles. Talk with today's prominent experts in spiritual parenting. And address your questions and comments from spiritual perspectives. Unity Family Matters. Every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world.
1: Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Rev. Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Rev. Temple Hayes.
0: Thank you, everyone, for being part of Unity Online Radio, the voice of the awakening world. And I can tell you, if you know anybody, and I'm sure you know many people that have either been diagnosed of cancer or recovering from cancer or just heard that they could have cancer, please take the time and consider the fact that you, you actually owe it to them uh, to have this information, to to look at this leading edge information of uh, Denise de Simone's book from Stage Four to Center Stage. It is a paradigm shift. Um, it is a whole different reality just as Louise Hay created for the AIDS movement. This has the potential of being huge in our world today, of people coming from a whole different premise, of rather than accepting just the diagnosis, but to look at aspects and possibilities of life changes, because whether we live or die, even on the other side, we still take ourselves wherever we may go. And I love the fact that Denise said that she made this strong decision Uh, In the course of this experience of PIN, the pain in neck that she was having from her diagnosis, her cancer, she made the decision not to be a victim. Denise, tell us a little bit about how uh, you got uh, to this place or what kind of exercises or processes you did that you were able to uh, eliminate the way you held yourself in the past and um, or, or in any negative way.
3: Well, you know, in, in my conversations, uh, just to go back a little bit, my conversations with Penn telling me to stop, you know, it didn't feel like I wasn't beating myself up because I said I'm not beating myself up. Pin said, well, it doesn't feel that way in here. And I had to, you know, do things when Pin said, the more light you hold, the less room there will be for me. Well, the steps you take to remove some of the, you know, I mean, we're human. Our spirituality has to make room for our personality. And in doing so, I had to allow my personality self to know that the wounds, the cobwebs, the crevices, the places that those wounds were uh, causing density and there wasn't a lot of room for some, some light, I had to release some things in order to make room for the light. So it might sound crazy, but... I went out and I bought um I had a lot of training in process therapy which is the not just the talk therapy but the physical releasing of, of um energy that's stuck. And I bought a plastic little kids wiffle ball bat and I expressed when I felt anger I would take that bat and whack my pillows and whack the bed and I would cry and I would you know, yeah, because I mean, there was a part of me that said, "Why this? Why now? Why my throat?" Not from a victim, but a very curious place. You know, I need to know. And sure, you're angry. I mean, who wants to be told they're not going to eat for a year? I, 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 you know, it, you have to have some feeling. And we can't go from, you know, just where we're at, diagnosis, to all of a sudden taking the high high road for spirituality. I'm not saying. You can't do it. I'm just saying I'm not sure it's possible to really authentically get your true self in the oneness of spirituality without releasing and allowing yourself to feel the sadness, feel the anger, feel the rage, go through the forgiveness, and do this take the steps and the things. and I talk about it in my book, um, which is get that, get those cobwebs, clear them out, clean them out. The other thing I use, I am a a certified sound healer. I've studied under Jonathan Goldman for many years, and I have actually created a CD, which is on my website, called Make a Joyful Noise. And it is a guided meditation for aligning and releasing blockages and aligning our chakras using the most powerful tool and instrument we have, which is our voice. And so I, even though there were times I couldn't even eke a sound, even thinking the tones of my chakras, aligning and balancing myself through sound therapy, even if I held a vision of it. You know, what's important is to visualize what it is we want to manifest. And so I would visualize myself aligning. I would even hear the sounds in my head, even though I couldn't really make them. So these were some of the steps that I took. I also would sit. There were days... I couldn't even re- I couldn't read books, I couldn't watch television. I was in radiation every single day uh twice a day for the last 2 weeks and that is devastating to my head, my neck. I was burnt. It was it was horrific. I don't want to spend too much time in that, but in those in, during those times I had a lot of time to visualize and I would I would be on my bike riding my bike every day. I would swim in my mind. You know how they talk about Pro golfers, if they have an injury, even though they're not on the golf course, they're still out there golfing, and then after a year, they go back on the golf course and they shoot, you know, uh, a
0: par round of golf. Absolutely. I, I, well, statistically, yeah. they've truly proven that to be, to be true, that they've actually taken uh, a group of people and uh, divided them in a class of three, people that never practiced shooting basketball hoops, the other that did midway, and the ones that, just did with their minds, and the ones that did with their minds were just as good, if not better, than those that were practicing. So I, I totally get that. So you did the visualization of that for yourself? Yeah. and singing.
3: I saw myself singing again. You know, that was, that is something I have always had a, a song in my heart, and I, I'm one of those people, and my dad was the same way. I just walked around singing all the time and until it was taken away I didn't really know how often I had a song on the the, the uh, coming off of my lips and uh, I just visualized myself singing again and you know the name of my book reflects from stage 4 throat and neck cancer to center stage I sang 22 months later I sang the national anthem at Fenway Park before a Red Sox game and you know uh, this is another testament to You know, we have to know why and what we want, and it's none of our business how that happens. That's God's work. And I knew what I wanted. I knew why I wanted to live, and I knew the work I wanted to do. But I didn't know how it would all happen. And right now, I am living the dream. I am out doing what I'm doing. I'm helping. I'm inspiring people. You know, and I'm just a vehicle. It's not about me. It's about ushering in what I call that paradigm shift and it's about helping people I don't care if you're suffering you know that you're having a bad day you don't have to have something catastrophic like stage four cancer to learn these principles and to understand that you know it's about maintaining a sacred vibration and I am so blessed to be able to just share myself my story my love and I feel I'm on the precipice of some major things happening with the book getting out in a huge, huge way. Because I feel like that's what God wants.
0: Yeah, I, I I can totally see why you would think that, and I hold that for you as well. That it will, you know, become just a huge movement in our culture because we so we so much need it. You know, I mean we we must evolve beyond people just. Being told what to do. And you could have been, had you been in a different place or or not had the wonderful education of unity principles that don't tell you what to think but teach you how to think for yourself, you could have easily accepted someone saying, ah, Denise, you'll never sing again. And you Mm -hmm. could have accepted that as your truth. And it could have then moved beyond your truth to something you assimilated, to something that then became law, that then became what you accepted in your life. And thank heavens you didn't. Um, Mm -hmm. Because uh, not only you, but uh, the 35,000 people that were there that day in Fenway Park would have missed an experience of the message. Yes.
3: Yeah, that that's absolutely true. And, um, you know, you said something, and I just want to um, expand on that. I I knew what my truth was, and in the moments I didn't temple, I, I want to encourage, because my job is to inspire people to think. And think for yourself. I knew I went inward, and I said, is it mine to do? Is chemo mine to do? Don't just go with what, because you're afraid, think about what is my truth. I knew what was true for me and my vibration, that it wasn't my highest and best to do that. So I encourage people to find out what your truth is. Align with that, commit to it, hand it over to God, and walk the path that the light is shining on. Because you're never going to, you know, God only knows good. It only knows infinite intelligence. And if you align with that and you get into your truth, We're not going to fail. We are not going to fail. I just know it. And and my truth might have been, yes, it is for you to do chemo. But I wouldn't have known if I didn't take time to check in to the other brain, the one in my gut center, the one in your stomach, the one that opens up all knowing and wisdom. I wouldn't have known it if I didn't take the time.
0: And you're, you know, probably, because it's so funny, I was just thinking earlier, like, what is that? Because I do that, too. I sing all the time in mm-hmm. comments that people make and statements that they make. I just go off singing. And unlike you, it's not necessarily that I'm really good to amazing at singing, but I sing anyway. And uh so, but I was thinking about that, the song uh, from The Wiz, and I'm sure you have um saying it to yourself before if you believe within your heart you'll know that no one can change the path of life that you must go believe what you feel and know you're right because the time will come around when you'll say it's yours And and that's the key. Um, You know, it's one thing that we all have to have the same size tire for an automobile. It's another thing that as individuals in our humanity and as souls walking this earth, that one size fits all just doesn't, it's not effective. It doesn't work. And, and And that's what Jesus said, it's done unto you as you believe. You know it's like you must do it with the way that you believe in order for it to shift or in order for it to change and um it is incredible you know what you have done, and I'm just thrilled about your work. Thank you,
3: you know one of the things I wanted to you brought to mind, you know know thyself," and Oscar Wilde said, "Be yourself because everybody else is taken."
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> i love know. that <laughs> be yourself <laughs> because everyone else is taken, taken. that's great
3: <laughs> and you know in order to know ourselves we we got to take time for ourselves and so many people you know in this class i'm teaching it's called life and i said so spirit you want me to teach this class what do i call it i see the words the word life in front of me i say okay okay what's it stand for live in full expression and in order to do that, you got to take a little time to just stop, get off the treadmill, slow down. I don't care if it's for five minutes a day. If we put together the moments we think about, wouldn't it be great if I meditated and just did it, we'd probably sit for 20 minutes a day. And it's in those moments that I say God can whisper to us in a very loud world. And you're going to do the exercises that come to you, you're going to get those images and you're going to start to just quiet that monkey mind. You know, I love what you said uh, yesterday's service about children being our greatest teachers. You know, if you want to be in the moment, hang out with kids. I I am an aunt. I will be an aunt for the 52nd time this week, probably within the next two weeks or so. And I love and my family is friends of mine say your family needs its own zip code
0: yeah, in, you sound like we, the size of a lot of churches <laughs> actually <laughs> oh yeah you got you got your own church you got your own following going on there fifty two people good for you <laughs> oh
3: that's just that's just the kids uh, we my immediate family numbers in like somewhere seventy four people or something, and the thing oh, is that we gosh. love each other, we hang out and we all walk- we all travel and. the you know, the same sphere, and we get together a lot, and and it's great. But, you know, the best part about kids is that they are in the moment. Most of us are lamenting the past, worrying about the future, (laughs) and we're not in the moment. We don't take time to pause, you know. And one of the things, uh, Chapter 7 in my book is take a good look in the mirror and what it's about to dovetail on Louise Hay's work that you mentioned. I have been reading Louise Hay for many years. And I love what she says about look in the mirror and say, I love you. Mm -hmm. Now, Temple, we can go by the mirror and while we're fixing our hair, you know, looking at our eyes and putting on mascara or whatever we're doing, you can just go, hey, I love you. So I took it a step further and I encourage men and women alike to put on the deepest, most wild red lipstick that they can. And when you are in that mirror, look to the windows of your soul, look in your own eyes and say, I love you and mean it and hold that stare and kiss yourself and i have had grown men call me crying saying i can't do it and i say i know in chapter 7 i wrote step by step what it was like for me to do that for the first few times where i i literally fell on the floor in tears and on the other side of it though is so it's so precious when we can really look into our own soul because mm-hmm. I knew healing was the doctor's work for me, but curing my soul was my job, and really oh, getting uh, that in a, in a big way.
0: Through, I love that. That is that's so powerful. Um, and the other thing that I have is I have a photo of myself less as a as a really small baby that mm-hmm. I have right. At both of my desks, both in my office at home and in my mm-hmm. office at um Unity here on unity campus and i yeah. I look at that and the other thing that I have started incorporating is I love that statement um there are uh, uh, there are two important days in a person's life: one is the day that he or she was born, and the other is knowing why and that's what we're sitting in in this whole conversation with you today is that you have discovered why, you know, the whole reality of why you're born. So in that, what I have been doing uh, often is singing happy birthday to myself. <laughs> and it has been really powerful for me. It's just really integrating that that depth and that richness uh, rich, The riches of the commitment of knowing why I was born and and sticking the trail, you know, sticking with it, staying on course because I love, again, what you said about Oscar Wilde, you know, be yourself because everyone else has been taken because it's so true. You know, we can be so easily influenced by other ideas, other thought patterns and other other beliefs. Well, I really am enjoying our time together. I want to remind everyone to go to your website. Uh, they can order your book. You also autograph the book if they order it from you directly online. DeniseDesimone.com And that's D-E-S-I-M-O-N-E.com. Uh, Denise de Simone. And if you also can go to Unity FM and you can download this MP3 file to share it with everyone, um, and it will be available to you. So I'm Temple Hayes, and I want to thank all of you for joining us. And thank you for your continuing support for Unity Online Radio. You can download on Android or on your iPhone the ability to listen to our radio station 24 7, The Voice of an Awakening World. We'll be right back after break.
2: Do you ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you're just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart-Centered Metaphysics speaks to truth seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop.
5: Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world.
1: We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes.
0: Welcome back, everyone. Wow, what a a stimulating conversation, and again, a conversation about cancer and about how cancer can be held not as an enemy, but as an opportunity to grow, to learn, to expand, and to embrace. Um, It's like Mother Teresa was asked once to be against the war, and she said in her life she would not ever be against anything, but if somebody wanted to talk to her about being for something, That she would be willing to do that. And that's exactly the premise and the belief that Denise de Simone took when she received the diagnosis that she had cancer and only a few weeks, if months, to live. And how she changed this whole experience in her own life from stage four to center stage. And how she took this information, worked with the principles that had been guiding her all her life, and now she is a shape shifter. And a person of change, and I'm so grateful Denise that you are being the as as uh, Gandhi has asked all of us you are being the change we wish to see in the world Wow 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 <laughs> what a great time we're having together today. We were talking yeah. about um, how we hold this photo of ourselves as as a baby and and how you know that can be an anchor in your life because when you understand how unique your life is and no matter how anyone has judged you or me or held us or dismissed us or discounted us, uh, be it whether we are a woman or whether we are of color in a certain way or our lifestyle or our uh, sexual preferences, the key is always coming back at the end of the day, am I being true to me? You know, is the person I am born to be continuing to discover that richness and and that mystery of life? So so you, um, in some of your processes that you lead people through, uh, Mm -hmm. tell us what you do when you ask people to get the photograph of when they were um, a child.
3: Well, for many years, uh, when I opened my wallet, I have a picture of me that was taken when I was three years old in my aunt's backyard eating fresh blueberries off of a blueberry bush and my face is a mess and I'm just happy. You know, and I last week for the homework or flash fun work that I gave for my teleclass group, I asked them to go find a picture of themselves and keep it front and center, um, because it is that that child. You know, when when a child is born, you know, I said, we're, there's, "One of my family members is pregnant and she's about to have a child," and it is a miracle. And I ask people, well, do you agree with me when a baby is born, it's a miracle? And everyone says yes. And I say, well, why do we forget that we were once those eight-pound babies or however much we weighed? Nothing has changed. We are still the miracle. And so we have to vibrate at a level that knows that we can attract all the miracles the universe has for us because we are. it's our birthright to always know and hold the energy of being that miracle, that baby. You know, we're born into genius. And then all the judgment gets piled on. And people say to me, how did you do what you did? Well, I didn't do anything. I undid a lot of things. Mm. I started to be curious about the, what I was judging myself for.
0: Curiosity okay. has- well, wait a minute. That's a very powerful statement. I, I need you to say that again because that's a big one.
3: I know. It, Thank you. Say that again. I, needed, I, I started to look at my judgments Mm-hmm. as curiosities and even as my, you know, the judgment of myself, I started to replace judgment with being curious, which then other things outside of me, I looked at something like it, that I might unconsciously catch myself judging and I'd say, no, what if I were curious about that? What if I had some curiosity about getting below what it actually looks like on the surface? What about being curious about what's going on about myself you know, judgment and beating myself up. And it is a huge shift in energy. It's a gift we can give ourselves. So that child, that picture that we hold, I think it's great that you have pictures of yourself as a little kid because two things. One, we can remember the miracle that we are and we were born into it. That is our birthright. And two, some of us, I mean, our parents did the best they could do. No matter what we want to think, they did the best they could do. We're all doing the best we can do. And in looking at that picture of us as a child, we can start to maybe parent that little kid and heal that little kid and hold that little kid. You know, like that that, that Karen Drucker song, you know, um, I will be gentle with myself and I will hold myself like a newborn baby child. Mm. that is just an amazing. If we just sing that when we feel badly, look at how much that shifts.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, yes. And, and
3: the other thing I do, and I know I'm jumping a little bit, but I wanted to, to share this with you, that when I teach my workshops, I love that you sing happy birthday to yourself. One of the things I do is called your name as a mantra. And most people don't know the sacredness and the vibration, the sacred vibration of our name. And, you know, I did a workshop. I was in um, Reverend Beverly Brockover's church in Raleigh a few weeks ago, and I taught a workshop with 35 people. And one by one, we sang the name of the person who had the crystal in their hand, and we held the intention they, they stated, and we bathed them in the color they wanted to be bathed in. Now 34 people singing your name three times, like, you know, um temple, it, it's amazing. It is just, and I I share with them to sing your name, sing your name when you're feeling whether you're happy, sad, or whatever. Sing your name to yourself. It's just, it's one of the most healing things we can do.
0: That's very powerful, and, and you're so right. I mean, not long ago, somebody wrote me and and said that you know they have the same name that I do. Um, not last name but first name Temple and, and that there was no relationship with the name at all until like you know the last few years of their their life but I'm like wow and it fascinates me you know like we uh, introduced a woman yesterday her last name was Thorn and she works with roses you know and I mean when you really look at people and their work and their life mission you're right I mean their name resonates at such a frequency um that you know what they're what they're supposed to be doing uh the station manager for unity fm radio his last name is comfort <laughs> and that's what he does he brings comfort to all of us because we know he's there we know he he's going to help us you know have the right breaks have the right commercials have the right um you know to be heard and so it's just uh You're so right. There's such a truth to that. And to have someone singing that and chanting that over and over again, especially with a voice like yours. (laughs) We need to have you back on the show and just have you sing, girl. I mean, you're...
3: (laughs) You know, that brings me to a point that folks can go to my website, um, and I would appreciate it if they do this, if they would sign up and, and get on my mailing list through the Contact Us page. But they can download... One of my original songs called Walk With Me, and the chorus is walk with me, talk with me, hold the hand of God with me, feel the power we share when we are one, and um, my friend Jess Leary, who's a well-known Nashville musician and singer-songwriter, she sings with me, and, and um, it's a great song. It's a powerful song, and they can download it for free, but I really do hope that they sign up and, and uh, so I can keep in touch with them because... I also send out a bit of inspiration every morning called um, The Daily Dose. And it's just a sentence or maybe a story, but it doesn't take a lot of time. It's an invitation just to pause and take a moment. And people, if a day goes by when they don't get their dose, they call me and say, what's with you? Where's my dose? (laughs) So that's available on my website. you know, I, I'm just sitting here thinking, you all what is all this about? And you know what it, it, it distills down for me, Temple, is, you know, when I ask people, what's your dream for the world, they say peace. Well, you know, it's not about countries coming to uh, a place where they can sit at a big table with the heads of countries and making some kind of an agreement treaty. It's about every individual on the planet resonating with a vibration that they're peaceful inside. And I say, you know, Gandhi says, be the change you want to see. I say, be the peace you want to be in the world. Be the peace you want to see in the world. And we can't do that if we don't forgive. We can't do it if we don't love ourselves. And we certainly can't do it from a place of judgment.
0: Right. Denise, how how did you get into the work of, I see that you have another, um, you've created Pray Peace um, it's a mm. multimedia offering of personal and global peace. How did that come about? Did you have an insight when you were walking through your uh,
3: PIN, or at, how did how did at, that unfold? Actually, um, in 2007, I decided to go to ministerial school, and I became an interfaith uh, minister. And <clears throat> excuse me for my um, year, for my second year in school, we had to do a project, and it could have been anything. And Spirit said, do something with the peace prayers. Do something with the peace prayers. And so I decided to create a CD, and I went to Nashville, went into the studio, created some fabulous music, again with my friend Jess Leary and a woman named Ann McHugh, and we put together this music, and then I prayed the prayers over the music. And then when I went to do a CD release party at my home, my Unity home in um, Amesbury, Mass., Unity on the River, Spirit said, oh, you're not done. You need to create a multimedia presentation that goes along with this so when people are listening, they can have a visual that engages all of them and all of us as one consciousness to raise the consciousness for peace. And so this slide, this little bit of um, the Pray Peace video that you saw on YouTube that you can get through my website on the Pray Peace tab, that is an actual 25-minute, Presentation that I do when I go speak at churches, you know, like in Raleigh, we did that Monday night, and lots of people came and and then we chant the Omani Pad Padme home, so I created that out of just listening to what mine what was mine to do around peace, and this is what unfolded, and again, I just knew why and what spirit figured out how and guided me and um it's uh, it's a really powerful piece I'm very proud of that work
0: it's wonderful. And um, for all of you that are listening and also sharing this with your friends and social media, you can go to, you can Google Denise DeSimone's name and it will actually, you can see her work on YouTube or you can see it through her website. And that is Denise, D-E-S-S-I-M-O-N-E, D-E-S-I-M-O-N-E, uh, dot com, And that's where you can find out all the information of the Tremendous work that Denise is doing, uh, Denise. We have uh, another moment. What is the what is the statement that you would like to make uh, for all the world to hear?
3: Love yourself unconditionally, because self love. I don't care how much medicine you want to take. Self love is the all time greatest killer.
0: It's the greatest medicine, and that self love changes red energy. Um, which consists of anger and uh, all the red energies that we people carry today uh, to a place of health and healing. Well, I would like to complete today's session with Denise Simone and the statement that she made that she lives her life when she's shocked uh, that a miracle hasn't happened where most people are shocked when one does. So live your life expecting a miracle, not only once a day, but many times in the course of today. I'm Temple Hayes, and I want to thank all of you for joining us on From Good to Amazing. and Thank you for continuing to share this show with people on your Facebook, uh, HootSuite, your Twitter, whatever you may be doing. Um, this specifically, today's show, is a message that needs to be heard heard by anyone that you know, please don't spare them from this information. Let's help spread the good word. Thank you everyone for being with us. God bless you on your journey.
4: How's life working for you? Would it be okay with you if it got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful, more vibrant? Join Reverend Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for spiritual coaching, creating a vibrant life. Each week, Carla visits with leading edge coaches as they explore the sacred purpose and stunning results of this exciting and emerging coaching model. Together, they reveal the secrets and successes of this transformational process. Call in and join the discussion as Carla creates a safe and sacred space to dialogue about real life and real world transformations. That's spiritual coaching, living a vibrant life with Reverend Carla McClellan. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
0: Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on these words from Reverend Joan Gattuso. According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies, either minuscule or outrageous, for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. A noble being will always tell the truth. Do you? Begin now with the first step of simply noticing if you do tell the truth immediately or if your first instinct is to alter the facts a bit. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened.
5: This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Good parenting doesn't happen by default. It's intentional. It's a decision about who you'll be and what you'll do in your family life. Join your hosts, Reverends Jennifer and Ogan Holder, each week for Unity Family Matters, as they guide you on a spiritual journey, creating conscious family life. Experience the light side of parenting, realizing your divine identity, while raising your children to know they are the light of God. Gain insights based on Unity principles. Talk with today's prominent experts in spiritual parenting. And address your questions and comments from spiritual perspectives. Unity Family Matters. Every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world.
4: In a world that accepts mediocrity, conformity, and limitation, we are being called to shatter previously held beliefs about what is possible and live bigger, bolder, and more outrageously. As we explore cutting-edge ideas, people, teachings, and practices, we will settle for nothing less than a life lived with passion and purpose. Join Reverends Robin Ryder and Robin Ferguson live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Time and explore what it is like to live your life out loud. Rebels with a Cause, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.